0: This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Chinese military implicated in server hacking.
1: Supermicro under scrutiny.
0: It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research distributed in partnership with Top500.org. I'm Addison Snell. That's Michael Feldman. Michael, it was a big news week in HPC this week. There were a couple of new product announcements. Xilinx had a a new accelerator platform, DDN, is partnering with NVIDIA with a special solution for AI storage uh, to be paired with the DGX1. And both of those stories are getting pushed down the list by our, our big story we're going to spend the whole podcast on this week in HPC, which is allegations of a hardware hack perpetrated by the Chinese military in a story that's been broken by Bloomberg Businessweek, Called the big hack. We're going to look at this uh, accusation of hacking and its implications for HPC.
1: Yeah, and if, it's going to be big implications if the, the entire story pans out because Super Micro is going to be in a world of hurt if they've really gotten hacked. This is a hardware hack, not a software hack. So the allegation is there's microchips inserted by the Chinese military into these servers that are uh, intercepting information from the operating system and able to basically do whatever they want. It's not a software hack that can be cleaned up. This is a, what Bloomberg is describing as a permanent infection. And the idea is these servers, uh, they they can't really be cleaned. You have to find which servers they are to figure out if they've been compromised, and that that's a difficult thing in itself, these chips are about the size of a tip of a sharpened pencil. And they can be hidden, or they they were hidden, I guess. The allegation is in, in a very hard to find place on these motherboards, and able to get access now to to the very sensitive parts of the operating system and the and the the uh, software and firmware that runs through those systems.
0: Bloomberg's investigative trail here traces back about three years to uh, Apple looking at a company for acquisition and um, using a third-party service to do a thorough sec- uh, security investigation. Now, Apple and other companies have denied that they knew anything about these microchips. It would be standard practice for a, a security Uh, investigation of that sort to proceed any kind of acquisition and would, in fact, be fairly normal for both parties to agree to secrecy in something like that. But still, Apple has vociferously denied that it had any knowledge of these chips. Bloomberg goes on to say that there have been U.S. government investigators that have been following this trail, one of whom says that they, they're embarrassed to admit that they've known about this for a long time and have been trying to trace back the source. The allegation is that these microchips that are hidden on super micro motherboards um, have the ability to alter operating system functionality and also transmit data to anonymous uh, other sources, other anonymous servers on the Internet and that this has been uh, a, a hardware scheme that has been perpetrated by a Chinese military organization uh, and is far-reaching. And according to the article, uh, the U.S. has traced the infected servers to at least 30 companies that have bought them.
1: Right. And I think what's, what's unusual, you, you mentioned Apple has denied this. I mean, the ma- major companies here at At least at this point that they've gone public with are Apple, uh, Amazon, and Supermicro itself, and they've all had very specific denials that this was happening. They said that the report was erroneous; it wasn't. uh, uh, It was it was uh, misconstrued on what was going on, and it was rather uh, specifically oriented in a way that would. That that's somewhat confusing now because Bloomberg's standing by its story, but these are publicly traded companies They can't mislead their shareholders uh, Without running into trouble with the SEC So I I think that the truth still needs to settle out here. I mean somebody somebody's right somebody's wrong And if these companies are are misleading their their shareholders now They're going to get in a world of hurt more so than they are now super micro of course uh, got hit hard on the stock exchange. Their their shares are down around 50% from where they were just a day or two ago. Um, but uh, according to them, this story or the, these allegations are are just simply not true.
0: Well, and let's talk about this from a super micro stock perspective. As you say, they lost about fifty percent of their value on Thursday when the story broke. It's rebounded a little bit since then, but still highly volatile and highly in question. Uh, super micro stock had already been through a bit of a ride, going back to late August when they missed required filings with the Nasdaq, and and uh, that led them to being removed from the Nasdaq and now being traded. Over the counter. That hasn't been, as far as I've seen, publicly linked to this other story, but I think that's too much of a coincidence. My opinion is that those two things are probably connected. Reading the Bloomberg Business Week story, I think it's clear that this is a story that's been uh, months in the making. This isn't something that someone just wrote after a day's work. And that means it's likely that Bloomberg Business Week was asking Supermicro very pointed questions about this story going into their last fiscal quarter. If Supermicro had the sense that Bloomberg was going to run this story and also had the sense that that constituted a so-called material risk to their stock price, then they would have to include that in their quarterly filings to the SEC um, if, if, (laughs) uh, if, if it constituted material risk. So if they didn't want to write that, and couldn't have their SEC filings, then then that could have uh, really snowballed the whole thing. Let's also underscore, by the way, here that that Supermicro is an American company. It's headquartered in San Jose. I've been to their offices several times. That they, they are, they they also have some Taiwanese heritage or Taiwanese American heritage, but it's a U.S. company. Uh, That does a lot of operations in Taiwan and in China. And those manufacturing centers are the source of a lot of the allegations. But this is a U.S. company that until recently was traded on the NASDAQ and is now OTC.
1: Right. I think, uh, you know, you mentioned they they might have gotten wind of this a few months ago. Certainly that Bloomberg story did take uh, several, several months to to put together. I mean, even if the reporters hadn't contacted them directly, there's probably other people that might have gotten whiff of this just because Bloomberg was asking a lot of people and and exploring a lot of threads to this. And and maybe the the company found out about this in in indirectly in other ways and then realized, like you said, that it, it. constituted material risk but over and above that um this is this is going to be a problem for supermicro i mean obviously a lot of their manufacturing is in taiwan and china and it was probably the the chinese mainland uh factories that were that would have been the source of this uh this incursion but uh they actually supply supermicro supplies Motherboards to a lot of different companies, in this case they found them in a in a relatively small server maker called Elemental, which was supplying servers to different uh companies, including Apple, including uh Amazon, but also uh the c i a also department of defense data centers uh some of the Na- some onboard navy warships and a uh, and a bunch of other government uh agencies as well. Uh, so we don't quite know the extent of where these servers might have gotten, gotten into the, uh, onto the field. But uh, again, they've just targeted these this one server, relatively small server company. But if they had access to super micro factories, this could have gone on to a lot of. Uh, it could have gone in potentially to other OEMs as well. Which brings up sort of the point was what's the what's the exposure to some of the people we're interested in that are building systems for the HPC space and the AI space? Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of this. Uh, the manufacturers that, that we talk to, they don't do their own assembly. They contract out for it. They use, you know, maybe ODMs or maybe Supermicro, but we're not quite sure of the extent of that going on for some of the big uh, HPC vendors. So that's that's sort of a big question mark at this point as well.
0: Yeah. Supermicro certainly does the majority of its business through OEM arrangements with other server vendors. Um, We don't release revenue shares for Supermicro in this space because they would be misleading in that sense because Supermicro is not typically the end user vendor. Now, we do track them in our site census surveys of end users where people tell us what they have installed. And in our most recent site census survey, 5.2% of respondents, so roughly one in 20, uh, said that Supermicro was the source of their servers. That's going to be predominantly people who are putting things together on their own and and buying things like the Supermicro Fat Twins is one popular skew for Uh, for HPC. You can certainly buy those directly from Supermicro and assemble your own cluster. But their true presence is going to be something higher than that. And I would believe in excess of 10%, possibly in excess of 15% when counting in their OEM arrangements with other major suppliers. And those are things that are typically not publicized and, uh, and I don't really know to what extent they're secret, but I have to imagine that many end users are now going to have questions for their major server OEMs about whether or not these servers uh, contain supermicro motherboards.
1: Yeah, I think that's highly likely, especially considering the allegation here is the the spy chips were going after both corporate intellectual property. Uh, That was flowing through the servers as well as sensitive government networks. I mean, this is Bloomberg's contention that this is this was the motivation behind the Chinese military. They they wanted that information and it could have included, you know, thing uh, information about for tech companies themselves, servers at at uh, technology companies like the ones we were just talking about looking for corporate uh, intellectual property about, let's say, chips or about the servers themselves or other other uh, infrastructure that they're building. So I I think basically anybody who has an HPC cluster out there might be wondering about that because they're either a part of a corporate infrastructure or part of a government or university infrastructure that has the kind of information that the Chinese might be very interested in.
0: Yeah. And I think this also has implications beyond Supermicro. uh, Lenovo has already fought against the notion of it being a Chinese company. And they have their headquarters for HPC in Morrisville, North Carolina. They are very proud of the fact that they can assemble U.S. servers. But just that that notion, that image of having a Chinese heritage, Uh, is something that Lenovo has to fight against. And this has an echo effect on Lenovo's ability to do business, let alone a company like Huawei, uh, which has been breaking into the HPC space. And the U.S. government has specifically warned that it won't be buying uh, Lenovo or Huawei uh, components for, for HPC. So I think there's an echo effect here on other companies that had absolutely nothing to do with it.
1: Right, and they can't. They can't be happy about that. Certainly, Huawei was was expanding. They've got some systems in Canada now. They've got some systems in in Europe. I mean, even Inspur, I think, is trying to expand beyond beyond China. And this can't be good news for that business plan. I think people are going to sort of rethink the supply chain now. They're going to be very worried about this. Uh, and I'm not sure. We're not sure how it's going to play out. But it's it's not going to be easy for these companies. Now to to go with this global strategy when they realize that they're they're sort of beholden to the factories now that are that look to be exposed to this sort of sort of activity.
0: Well, I'm going to be in Shenzhen myself in just a week and a half. And, you know, this has become the, the, the global mecca of high tech manufacturing. If you want to see the, the state of high tech manufacturing right now, the, the gold standard is, is generally in Shenzhen right now. But, you know, it's hard to find a a high tech product where it doesn't have some component that's at least fabbed in China.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of the a lot of the componentry is done there. I mean it's either in, the, like I said, it's either in Taiwan, or or mainland China itself. And I think even Taiwan maybe is a little bit exposed here. I mean the the Chinese military could, uh, maybe not just as easily, but could certainly infiltrate some of those factories as well, maybe a different way. But uh, yeah, I mean considering that there's sort of very little manufacturing. In the, in the broader sense of servers going on in the US, uh, I think this is going to really affect this space, not just HPC, obviously, but the whole, the whole server industry. They're going to have to look hard at this and figure out ways to, to, uh, to mitigate that, that risk.
0: One final area that's worth discussing is is how, in theory, this gets perpetrated. It's worth discussing because it's not clear how high up anyone in Supermicro would have been aware of this, even uh, this is still an allegation. Assuming it's true, it's not clear how high up Supermicro would have been aware of it. The allegation or the description of how this is perpetrated, according to Bloomberg Business Week and its sources, is that... Um, the Chinese military would design this tiny microchip to be uh to be hidden essentially on a server motherboard and um, and that at a targeted manufacturing facility a mil- Chinese military official posing as a different government official or perhaps as a senior super micro um Official or or executive would visit the plant and say that there's been a change, a requested change to the server design, and either through bribery or through coercion, uh, by threatening the the uh, the the plant's existence or ability to do business, would uh, strong arm the the design change. Uh, into into the design at that level and then would deliver the chips to be embedded to the plant. Uh, and then they, they start going uh, downstream from there. So it's a very upstream injection of this technology targeting a particular manufacturing facility. Uh, depending on how that's perpetrated, we don't even know how much of that gets back to San Jose. Right,
1: right and we should also sort of stipulate here the the allegation is that they didn't put these chips into every single supermicro server the the allegation is they targeted this for that for servers that are from other boards that were going into specific servers um into specific areas that they were interested in and if they tried to spread these into every uh every supermicro server that would have been a much larger problem for, for for these guys and would have probably exposed them to being found out much more quickly as well since it would have been in every single piece of hardware. So they, it sounds like they were, or the plan was to, to actually do the, the targeting rather specifically knowing where those servers might end up. Like, like we said, in the elemental servers, they were going into uh government agencies and, uh, Amazon and, and Apple server infrastructure that, uh, Know, would be particularly of interest to, uh, to the Chinese military. But again, this, this could have expanded beyond that and could have gone into other areas that, that we have yet to find out about.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of open questions here. Uh, You pointed out uh, in a conversation with me before we started recording that it feels like the other shoe is yet to drop on this. We haven't yet gotten all of the news. Certainly companies are, are still denying a lot of allegations. I'm interested in what the nature of the accusations is going to be, what the nature of the investigations is going to be. Uh, how will anyone know whether they have a super micro board that's been a- affected or compromised is going to be an interesting question for the industry. And yeah. what's the U.S. government response going to be? Because we've already seen with regards to HPC that the U.S. government is capable of making a very strong response. If we look at relatively recent history with, say, T-platforms or uh, exports of Intel Xeon Phi into China, um, the U.S. government has shown a, a, a great willingness to limit companies' ability to do business in HPC.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't put this beyond other ramifications in the European market. They're very interested in keeping uh, their corporate privacy, even if their their exposure to, to government secrets might be a little less uh, motivating for them. Um, the Europeans don't want, you know, malicious chips in the servers they're passing out to. Their government agencies and corporate uh, corporate infrastructure as well. So uh, I think this is going to be a, a global problem for Supermicro and, and perhaps other companies. At this point, it's it's not going to be contained, even if the U.S. does something. Uh, I think they're going to have to deal with this on a on a global basis.
0: Well, it's something that we're going to keep tracking, obviously. And uh, this, I think, might be a topic of conversation when we hit the supercomputing trade show in just about a month and a half from now.
1: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think people are going to be talking about this one for a while.
0: All right. Visit top500.org for your other stories. But the big news this week, uh, the super micro story, uh, as revealed by Bloomberg Business week we're going to keep talking about it uh, as we roll forward. Thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research. Actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.